Hello and welcome to the Mirror Football World Cup Daily Podcast brought to you in association with Beth Bright. I've been away for four days, I'm Aaron Flanagan. Thank you very much to Matty Lawless, Martin Dorman and everybody who's filled in during that period. Uh, but I'm back and I've come back to a good in Germany about the World Cup. How good's this? Hey. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is tremendous. Um, joining me to look back at you know, say Germany's capitulation, humiliation, embarrassment. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have so much fun. Um, is uh, first of all Tom Bristow. How are you doing, Tom? Very well. Welcome back, Aaron. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, podcast debutant uh, Joe Cooper. How are you doing, Joe? I'm doing very well, thanks. Well done. Now welcome. better the Germany are out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, for England's point of view, Germany being out is is great. England's run to the final is you know. I mean, obviously, depends who we get, and but potential ones the finals a lot easier now. Yeah, uh, I think I think that's one way of looking at it. If you put your, I always always tend to have an England cap when I do these podcasts. I usually <laughs> take it on and off for neutral and non-neutral views. Uh, putting the England cap on, then yes, uh, I think it's fantastic. And do you know what? It's just as an England fan, it's nice that we're still in it and Germany aren't. Normally, we're the humiliation. We're the ones getting knocked out by the likes of Iceland. Yeah, I know that was the Euros, but. It's, it's that sort of feel, isn't it, that England fans are used to. So to see it with Germany, and I know that's not a very nice way of looking at things, but it's it's brilliant, isn't it? It's really yeah, it's good. Great. See, it's the first time that England have gone further in a World Cup than Germany since 1966. Ooh. So, uh, I don't know. That's a good omen, isn't it? Yeah. It's good omens all over the place, i.e. Real Madrid won the European Cup in 1966. Uh, Manchester City won, well, our league, because they won the second division in 1966. Um, it's tenuous. <laughs> I think I, I think that, that Liverpool made the European final. I think the one against Real Madrid. I, I think I think that, that there's loads of real like. Oh, so I what you nothing, Aaron. Football's coming home. Is what you're saying. I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying not to get excited. Right. I mean I, I think England are good. England are good. I agree. But I, I don't know. I, I, a part of me is like real realistically. I'm like no, we're not quite going to get there. But we're not quite going to do it, but it's the World Cup. It's full World Cup fever. I, I, I probably think that England are, are really in for a shot here. There's still a long way to go, though, isn't there? But Germany being out, as bad as they were, I still think that they would have beaten us had we played them because they've just got that mental I know, I know what you mean, yeah. thing over us, haven't they? Yeah. Completely. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, we we were kind of all saying in the office, we were all sat around watching it. And when South Korea were obviously, it was nil-nil in that game, we, none of us expected South Korea to score. We all expected Germany to score late winner, just as they did against Sweden. And that's just the typical German mentality. But this is what they've lost this tournament. They say they, I know they showed it a bit against Sweden, scoring late, but they just haven't quite had that psychological edge on opponents. If you like, they've been, they've been sorry, they've been pretty tragic. There are, haven't they? Though, because they got hammered by Mexico. I mean, they lost one 0 I think, but they got ripped apart, didn't they? And then Sweden, they were really lucky. And again today, before the match, I said they're going to put five, six, seven past them. It's Germany. They've won a game now. They're going to kick on. But they were just terrible, weren't they? They were just really, really bad. And it's just completely unlike them. It's shocking, really. Yeah, no, I'm quite surprised by yeah, Jurgi Lowe, obviously the manager. Um, they've just put him on a long contract. I mean, to be honest, and probably rightly so when he did sign it, but what, what did they do now? I mean, he cannot possibly keep his job because at the end of the day, this is the most humiliating day in German football history. Uh, I, well, I, yeah, I guess so. Um, but he did also guide into the World Cup four years ago. It's, it's tough, isn't it? Where, where do, you, do you stick by him? Do you think this is a freak thing or do you, do you dismiss him because 
you're right, it was a humiliation, but these things can happen. What what surprised me, as as Joe rightly said a minute ago, was just how, I don't know, they just seemed so deflated. There didn't seem to be any energy. Like, we, the Germanys that we've seen in the past have just been, like, ruthless, brilliant. I mean, you look at the Germany, uh, Germany-Brazil result, the 7-1, it was just taking no prisoners, and that's how we've been used to this. But they were very flat, and, and to concede... The, the two goals like they did against South Korea is so uncanny for them as well. So it's tough. Um, I mean, he's, his, his job is certainly in, in, in major doubt. I can, yeah, I can assure you that. But whether you get rid of him because he got, I don't know, it's tough. It's tough. You know what I've noticed with the Germans, this tournament, and when they lost that game to South Korea today, obviously if another major, major nation had gone out, for example, if Argentina had gone out the night before, Nearly every player would have been in tears. They'd have been on the ground. They'd have been gutted. With Germany, they lost this game. They went out of the World Cup. Yes, there was dejection, but I don't know. I just didn't feel. I didn't feel like there was enough tears. There wasn't enough. It, it didn't feel like it meant as much as it should have done to the German players. So I don't know whether they've lost a little bit of passion from four possibly. Years ago. That's what I was going to say. You see it time and time again, don't you? With the World Cup winners, the I've forgotten how many, I think is is it three of the last four winners have now gone out in the group stage. Yeah. So they, they just they don't seem to have that hunger, do they? That drive that other teams do, which is understandable, I suppose. But is it that, or is it complacency? Yeah, so it's a bit of both, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, how much do you think they're regretting not putting Leroy Sane in the squad? Because it, it's, it's a good story, in, isn't it? In, in, in all three of the games, they needed a game changer from the bench. They needed someone who would come on, create someone, take people on, and yes, they put Julian Brandt in there, who is a capable player. He's good, but he's not Leroy Sane. We know full well what Leroy Sane can do. We've seen him do it all season with Manchester City. Is that is that the costly decision? Um, no, it was a shock, yes. Um, and when I spoke to Michael Ballack about it, just name dropping that, <laughs> um, he said, I asked him, I said, was was his decision, Yogi Love's decision to drop Sane, a shock to you guys in Germany as it was to us in England? Because I don't know what their perception of the player was out there. He said it was a huge shock. He said he couldn't believe it. He said to, you know, Julian Brand, who's played well, still didn't deserve to have a place over uh, Leroy Sane. I mean, ha- having said that, you can't pinpoint Germany's failure at this World Cup down to one player not being there because as a team, I thought they were dreadful. Um, yes, he probably would have made a difference in an attacking threat, um, but you can't you can't put it on one decision like that, no. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think, especially in the first game, it was the defence that was... Terrible, it wouldn't. Sane obviously wouldn't help with that, so I don't think you could put it down to just Sane. They, yeah. were, they were bad as a team, as Tom said. Yeah, um, where, where did Germany go for it? Are, they, are these they're gonna bounce back? They're not gonna, I mean, given the wealth, the wealth on time, it's still yeah. quite a lot of young players. They're not gonna kind of fall just like Italy have, and obviously, Netherlands haven't been at two major tournaments now. It's, it, it's not that level of crisis, regardless of how embarrassing today is. No, I don't think it is. I think it's just a lack of hunger and I think that they'll get that back at the next World Cup. As you say, they've got a wealth of talent. They've probably got the best young players in the world at their disposal. So I think they'll have to rebuild possibly with a new manager, but they'll be back. They'll be back in the Euros, I think, personally. Yeah, yeah. so it'd be very interesting to follow Germany and what happens with that one. Uh, just before we move on to England, because obviously we want to look ahead to the game against Belgium, which um, you know could prove pivotal one way or the other depending on whether we win or lose the permutations are really strange for that one um, but we'll look ahead to that one in a minute uh, just quickly on Brazil they could have gone out uh, as well uh, they didn't they produced their best performance of the tournament by far uh, against Serbia but and uh, as we're looking very impressive 
yeah, I think the the best word to describe their performance was solid. It wasn't over flashy like we've seen them try. Um, I mean, Neymar did everything but score in terms of like he did it. He did all he could to score, but he couldn't. Um, having said that, I thought Coutinho was brilliant. Um, again, um, who could be? I mean, his assist for Palinia's goal was outrageous. That was that was wonderful. But yeah, it was solid. They were it was sort of you know they came under threat from Serbia several times, managed to deal with that that attack, um, and they got the two goals. And I think. I think they're getting into it a little bit more now and I think we'll see throughout the rest of the competition then really start to strut their stuff and, and get into it. Yeah, so a uh, game against Mexico for them in the last 16 as well. Um, everyone was kind of raving about Mexico first two games saying, oh yeah, these are the the you know the big shock of the tournament. You know, these are the ones who are going to be uh, you know pushing on and then obviously they played Sweden and uh, looked, well, they, they, they look rubbish. Yeah, they almost looked like they were already through, didn't they? And I don't know if that was maybe at the back of their minds, even though they weren't, strangely. But it was a very Mexican group stage, wasn't it? There was a lot of good football, but it was also very emotional. <laughs> and they kind of imploded, didn't they, against Sweden. So it would be interesting to see if they can sort of recover from that, because obviously it could go to yeah. pieces against Brazil. Yeah, so in Mexico just go out in the last 16 of every tournament anyway. That's just... I think if they lose to Brazil, it'll be the seventh consecutive World Cup where they've gone out in the last 16. Which yeah. is a pretty remarkable stat. Consistent, yeah, consistent, consistent. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if you could be enjoying that though. I, I, I like getting out of the group, but I mean, if you get if you're reaching the last sixteen that often, you 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 want to you want to move on further. It's probably about par for them, though, isn't it? Yeah. They're, they're probably not much better than that, or much worse, are yeah. they? I mean, they, they don't really have any superstars either. Well, I mean, you say that. I swear they've had the same players for the, <laughs> the last seven <laughs> World Cups yeah. as well. I mean, like. <laughs> Carlos Vela in there, the Santos, Hernandez. I mean, yeah. these players have played some serious games, haven't they? Rafa Marquez at centre-back, uh, yeah. who is now, I think he's made more World Cup appearances than any other player ever, or, or something like that. He's also now got more cards than any other World Cup player ever. 39 years old, still there. Probably he'll still be there in <laughs> four years' time. Yeah, Probably yeah. wanting to break the Egypt goalkeeper's record. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so interesting test for Brazil anyway. Um, right, moving on to the games through Thursday. Um, obviously, there's only one place to start, and that is England against Belgium. Uh, just very quickly before we get going, the odds with Betbright for that game: England eight to five uh, to win, Belgium two to one, the draw two to one. Basically, they have absolutely no idea, uh, <laughs> just, just like me. And um, but I, I, the interesting thing about this game is second place. Here we go. Might be an advantage and I completely disagree with anybody who says that by the yes, way yeah. um, I, 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 I I believe you should absolutely not be killing your own momentum winning is a better formula or recipe for success moving forward than any other let the draw deal with itself last thing we want is to come up against Japan and implode like we did against Iceland just keep winning please keep winning but it is a lot easier finishing second isn't it <laughs> Uh, I completely agree with you. And yes, I guess the route looks easier in second place. I'm not sure. Have you got the games or the, the permutations of what it could be over there? Um, so on my current piece of paper, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, obviously, I mean, the, the team that we could play in the last 16 could be anyone. That, that's yeah. the great thing about Group H, the final group. So we'll come yeah. very briefly onto that here. But it could be Senegal. It could be Colombia. It could be Japan. Um, it can't be Poland. They've gone out. Uh, but either way, it doesn't matter. They, they could move positions, whatever. Finishing top is the only way we can face Brazil in the quarterfinals. 
Yeah, I, I I completely agree with you. I think yes, I can't you can't escape the fact that finishing second provides a potentially easier route uh, to the final. However, you can't you can't go into a football game wanting to draw or not wanting to win. Like either win or go home. Yeah, no, I say completely um, agree. And I say Gareth Southgate's kind of alluded to similar as well. He's very much like they are going to go for the win. I think I think it's ludicrous. Could you imagine wanting to finish second? And then going out in the last sixteen anyway. It would yeah, just I mean, ruin it, everything, it, like mentally, shambles. wouldn't it? Yeah, it's just so yeah. They, go, won't, they won't do it though, thankfully. Yeah, but, no, I think you're right, and I think Gareth Southgate's put that into his players. Roberto Martinez, I'm not too sure. He seems to be making yeah, wholesale changes, doesn't he? Um, but yeah, go in and win it. Win it. You're at a World Cup, and you know the the best team is supposed to win the World Cup. So go and beat these teams. Go and beat Belgium because that'd be a great lift for these players if they do that as well. Yeah, I think the only indication of team news that we have really for England so far is that Eric Dyer is going to start. I say Southgate said that in his press conference. Eric Dyer is going to start. Is that going to be playing with Jordan Henderson and maybe experimenting with a slightly more defensive formation? I would perhaps? think so, yeah. I think that's probably always been at the back of his mind when we come up against the better teams. I think the way that we set up against Tunisia and Panama would be too attacking for a team like Belgium. I think they'd pick us apart, Hazard, De Bruyne, so I think... And it'll be interesting to see as well, because if we want to go further, we're going to have to play some good teams, so it'll be interesting to see if we can play with... Dyer and Henderson in the midfield or whether that'll sort of stifle some of the creativity that we've had in the last two games. Yeah, I was going to say it'd be interesting to see whether he does change it because England have been that good. I mean, I know there was maybe the nervousness of the Tunisia game but England were the better team. England played well and then obviously Panama it was just, I know we're playing against a bang average team but just a, a seriously, seriously good performance so it'd be interesting to see what he does there. Maybe he's just trying to save Henderson's legs. I, I think I think he's right to make a few changes. I think, you know, we're already through and I think what this will also do, I think what he'll tell these players that come in is that this is your chance now. I haven't started in the last two games, but you you have a chance to stake a claim in the last 16. If you play amazing, if Rashford starts, for example, and I know scores a hat-trick, how can you not start him in the last 16? And I think that's exactly the type of message that he'll get across to those players um, that, that start against Belgium that haven't started against Tunisia and Panama. Yeah. Do you uh, think you should try and play Sterling in the form, or do you think you would drop him now and give somebody else a chance? I think I think he'll rest him and bring Rashford in. Yeah, I, I think that's what I'd do as well. That's what I think he'll do, but I'd keep Sterling in there. If I was in charge myself, I think this is a, a no-pressure game. It's a no-pressure game. It's a game where you can go out and just say, express yourself. There's no weight on your shoulders. Just go and do your thing. Go and take some players on. Get in the box like it does. That, that's what that's for me with Sterling. The one thing he's done slightly differently with England, with Manchester City, he gets in the box and quite often the six-yard box. He really, you know, propels himself forward in the pitch. England, he just kind of sits off. He's almost a little bit of. He's almost scared to tread on Harry Kane's toes in the England team. So I'd, I'd like to see him in there, a bit of freedom, but get in the box a little bit more. And as I say, in a game where there's no pressure on the shoulders, I'd like to see him still in there and go because on his day he can be England's best player. I think for me. Yeah, absolutely. He just hasn't clicked in the same way with England that he has with City, has he? Just, I've seen quite a few clips after the games where there was space that he would have run into if he was in the City show. And he's, yeah, as you say, if he does play, it would be brilliant to see him get a goal because going forward, that would be brilliant for England. But Rashford is a quality player and I think giving him a chance would also would also be positive. I think it'd be good. I mean, if Rashford goes out there and puts a decent performance, you know, that's going to add some pressure on Sterling. So if Sterling then starts again in the last 16, he knows he's got to perform because if, big if, we do get to the quarterfinals, 
he'll obviously both players will want to start, won't they? So, yeah. um, I say moving on to uh, well, I say moving on to the other game. We're not going to mention the other game in in our group. Uh, Panama against Tunisia. Both teams out. Uh, <laughs> the odds from Betbright of that one: Panama ten to three, Tunisia uh, six to five on. Uh, 13 to 5 for the draw and we will leave that game of that because let's be honest nobody will be watching it nobody will be that interested both teams are out and uh, good odds on a red card <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably so if Panama approached the game in, <laughs> um, in, in, in a similar way no doubt at all um, finally Group H uh, again we're, we're very much running out of time so this has got to be very very quick uh, Senegal against Colombia Japan against Poland I'll just run through the odds quickly uh, 10 to 3 Senegal win uh, four, 5 to 4 on for Colombia in that game, uh, Japan seven to five to beat Poland. Poland uh, are fifteen to eight. There with Bet Bright as always. Um, who do we expect to win? Out of these, I'll, I'll, I'll win the group out of them. I think f- f- for me, Colombia were very good against Poland. I think they probably just have the edge. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't know about you, Joe, but I think Colombia needed that performance against Poland. Um, I think James Rodriguez makes a huge difference to their side, and I think that. That, that display got the ball rolling for them and I, I fully expect them to go and top the group now. Yeah, Sam Hamez on his day can turn any side into world beaters, so he's a quality player, isn't he? Yeah, I so, say uh, Colombia and Senegal. I say Senegal have looked, looked quite good themselves. Uh, Japan, very much the surprise package, I think, for me. Obviously. I think that red card helped them, didn't they, in the first it, game? It definitely <laughs> held them, but I think yeah. for a team that didn't really have much momentum, much many people talking about them, they've come in, they've been very lively, come in with a game plan and just they've actually been quite exciting to watch. I've been very pleasantly surprised. Um, with Japan Uh, but anyway guys listen we're going to have to call it quits there unfortunately today we'll be back tomorrow night talking uh, about the England game hopefully about an England win and we'll know exactly who England will be playing in the knockout stages so we'll be looking at that as well Uh, Tom thank you very much Joe thank you thank you you absolutely everybody who's been listening Uh, it's been the Mirror Football Podcast in association with with Bet Bright get me words out it's a bit of a mouthful in association with Bet Bright and uh, we will be back tomorrow see you then